welcome to another episode of the full-time whistle. Not the final whistle, Shaunton Fryerton, but the full-time whistle. We're here at Chichester Park, home of Kingsley Westside. I had to read that off the board just to make sure I knew exactly what I was talking about. To the right of me, we've got Tommy Dolman. Tommy, how are you, mate? Mr. Football WA. Evening, Kalichi. Yeah, a little worn out. Been a long day. We've been south, we've been north, but we've been really lucky with the games we've caught today we'll get on to those in a second you have to understand that tommy and i have been together for the last seven hours and we haven't killed each other which is great and to the left of me i've got tommy to the right of me joshua to the left here i am stuck in the middle it's me josh chiat the greatest man how are you doing mate you well i'm very good so glad to hear a bit of uh, steelers wheel for my my evening I had no idea who wrote that. I just remember that, that that was one of the songs for Mesut Ozil and uh, Stuck in the Middle, Giroud. Um, but anyway, gentlemen, a cracking showcase of football. What the magic of the cup is all about. It was a final score was Kingsley Westside, who were the home team, three, Perth Red Star, four. And it was as close as it sounded, right, Tommy? Um, well, it wasn't for a while because um, Chockdill put on, on a masterclass is, is the honest truth he was terrific um, in particular in that first half just his close control his ability to break lines that little bit of guile and that quality in the final third it was really shaping up to be the difference um, he did get the opening goal from a reverse pass from Daryl Nicholl and then um, Kingsley Westside gave their fans something to shout about pulling it back to 1-1 through a Luke Salmon goal and um, then it was Red Star who turned on the afterburners. They got 4-1 up in the game, and we sort of thought it was going to just peter out to a, a comfortable win. But Kingsley, to their credit, um, continued to work hard, continued to push Red Star maybe, took their foot off the pedal slightly with eyes on, on next week potentially. And Kingsley Westside got right back in the game, and, and full credit to them for pushing MPL um, side Red Star the difference. They could have even made it 4-4 if it wasn't for a Liam Reddy save late on as well. So... Yeah, a, a fantastic performance and a, and a terrific day out. It's been a great afternoon, great evening here at Kingsley Westside. Uh, the Kingsley Burger, magnificent. The new facilities, pretty cool. And they put on a really good show and it's been a real pleasure to be up here tonight. I, I, I mean, we do need to say, I mean, you, I think uh, you didn't quite capture the magnitude of that third goal from Chuck Dow. The, the curler into the top corner is one of the best hat-trick goals I think I've ever seen. He sort of danced away from the centre-back, created a little bit of space, and he's just looped it over the goalkeeper from about 25 yards out. He couldn't have hit it any better, and he really stepped out of the shadow of his, uh, his strike partner, Daryl Nickel, who's been banging the goals in in the league. Uh, the best part about that goal is we interviewed him afterwards and got him to describe it and he goes, yeah, look, I just thought I put it into the top corner. And just, yeah, the, idea, yeah, just, just the idea of being like, yeah, I thought I put it in the top corner and so I did. It's, it's, guys, you don't know how good you have to be to be able to do that, right? Um, but the coolest part about this game was that second half from Kingsley is they really went at them. They, they matched them in terms of the 4-4-2 formation. They pressed really high. And speaking to... Um, Steven Dimitrovic, he just said, look, we just thought we'd go at them. And you can see, even when Jaden Draymond come on, it was big-time tackles. They kind of dragged him down towards their level, but they just they just really, really wanted it. And it's it's crazy to make it the old cliche of they just wanted it more, but it kind of looked that way. I thought that Luke Salmon had an awesome game up top. It shows what you can do when you have a, a striker who you can go to directly and some of his little flicks around the corner to play in the wingers running off him on the counter-attack opened up Red Star time and time again. Even in the first half, they had more opportunities. You know, it could have been 
4-2 or 4-3 in the first half with some of the opportunities that Kingsley Westside created. Uh, but they'll be really pleased because last year they got to this stage of the competition. They came up against a really strong Bayswater side and they lost 10-1. And, you know, those sorts of results, when you're flying high in the league, which they are, they've got four wins from four in State League Division 2, they're looking to get promoted. And if you do go against a stronger team and you're not competitive and you get smashed 10-1, those doubts might start to creep in. Uh, and, and this will give them a lot of confidence so they can actually hang with teams in higher divisions. I suppose the other thing as well that I've noticed particularly um, today and in other weeks is um, the other thing that I've noticed as well in um, in particular weeks and, and, and tonight as well is is the set pieces. Kingsley Westside are a, um, a real proficient team uh, when it comes to those situations and they... And they, um, and they do have the ability to cause teams problems. And we saw it again. Nick Koffler, I think, has got three or four goals from the centre of defence this season. He got two last week to, to wrap the game. And I'll cut myself short because we've got a special guest uh, who's going to jump on the pod with us as well, Kalichi. Uh, Hayden Lowe, Kingsley Westside player, is going to jump on. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that then, Hayden? You must be really proud with, with how the boys acquitted themselves against NPL opposition. Yeah, it was a tough game. And uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, Look, we, we just wanted to go into this game. Obviously, we were doing well in our league and um, coming up against NPL opposition, we knew we could bring it to them and we were just looking to play our best game and I think we did that. Mate, look, I've had a chance to play against the NPL opposition before, but it was Armadale, not quite the same level. No disrespect to Armadale, of course, a couple of years ago, but not quite the same level. What's what's the big difference, mate, when, when Chuck Dawes on the field, when Darren Nook was on the field? Um, when, when you've got these players who are the, the top echelon of NPL, what was the biggest thing that you noticed was the difference between yourselves and themselves? I think the speed of the game is, is massive. Um, their first touch is, is beautiful. It, it's crazy. Um, you get punished as well. I think in, in the lower leagues, you probably have a bit more time to recover, whereas in, when you're playing the best teams, um, they punish quickly and you've got to get back quicker. A, a result like that against an MPL team, uh, you know, the, the team's been knocked out of the, the playoffs previously in, in State League, uh, Div 2, State League Div 1 playoffs. Does it give you a bit of confidence knowing that if you do wind up in that playoff uh, at the end of the season that you can compete against teams that are, that are at a higher league than you? Absolutely. We're, we're, we're playing this league to win it. Um, we're a team, we've got, we got the squad to do it. Um, within internally the club, I think you can see what the club is that we built. Um, I think we're in a place that we can go into Division 1. I always say that to get into Division 1, you always need to act like you're in that league already. And I feel like we're doing that as a club. So we're definitely ready to take that step and playing these bigger teams in the cup um, definitely help us prepare for the playoffs. And on yourself, you've come across from Joondalup City in the off-season, so how are you finding your time at Kingsley Westside so far? It's obviously a team that's gone really well so far in the league and you've put in this performance in the Cup as well. How are you enjoying it? It's been great. Uh, the boys are awesome. Uh, I think that's really important when you're trying to win a league. I think the squad's the most important thing and, and the, the, the squad interaction and how we get along with each other is huge. So um, I'm loving it here. Uh, like I said, we're trying to win the league, so it's really good. We're going to have a special guest on a little bit later. Uh, tell us, Rhiannon Hopkins, yep. is she the best physio in the state leagues? Absolutely, absolutely. I've got to, I've got to back her. Um, she looks after the boys as, as best as she can, um, gets us on the park week in, week out, so got to love her. That is the easiest question you're ever going to get in your life, <laughs> knowing full well that, hey, if she listens to this, which absolutely, she does, I'm a smart and, man. You, and, you, and you give the wrong answer, that ankle strapping is going to be really tight next Correct. I want to play, mate. I want to play. <laughs> but look, mate, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate you coming on and giving us a perspective. Best luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, four wins from four. It's going to be an awesome time in State League Div 2, and hopefully you guys are there or thereabouts for the end of the year. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah.
We'll make a quick transition to the second game that we saw today, which was Fremantle versus Perth in the Italian Derby. It was an absolute cracker of a game. Another one that we saw where probably four of the best goals you'll ever see in your life and there was no camera there to see it. I feel a little bit like Homer Simpson there in that situation. Tommy, what was your thoughts on the game? Oh, it was wild. It, it was so open. It's probably one of the best games I've seen in WA football in the past two or three seasons. It was it was right up there with some of the top four games in the state cup final we did last season, Kalichi, um, between Armadale and Coburn. Um, but as you say, there was quality goals. Um, Ethan Banks had a really good game. He cut in from the left and scored this rasping drive from about 30 yards out, which was right into the roof of the net. The goalkeeper had zero chance and you sort of thought, is that goal going to be beaten? And then step up Martin Galvao from Fremantle City who hit the ball. It was one of those ones where the ball was rolling across him and he sort of cut off the instep and it had that little bit of sort of outward swerve and the goalkeeper was just rude to the spot and it went in via the post. And yeah, it was it was a real special occasion. There was a good crowd it down there in Fremantle. It wasn't just via the post. It hit the like the edge of the crossbar and the post and then flew and hit the other post before going in. It's one of those aesthetically pleasing goals where if it just goes top corner, you're like, wow, great goal, top corner. But post, post goal, oh, it was just saucy. And, and Abdul Osman as well with a free kick that you actually didn't catch Kalichi because you're in the queue waiting for chips. So um, so that was a mistake I've on your made, part. I've made poor decisions in my life, Tommy, and those chips probably one of them. But, um, but, but I mean, it was a fantastic game. And um, look, it was, it was one of those ones where it was real helter-skelter and back and forth, but then Fremantle City maybe took a bit of control in that second period. Hamza Hina got a couple of goals on a day. He was terrific. And what they do have is they have a team with so many attacking options. And we spoke to Hamza um, on the socials. You can catch that interview um, if you go on the page. But basically, he, he there's so much freedom for him because he's got the likes of Roberto Suarez. He's got the likes of Galvao. Um, these other guys sort of milling around. And that's why Riley Fremantle Van City... As well. That's why Fremantle City have scored so many goals this season. They're going to be a real threat to go up. Where As for Perth, you know... Sometimes you're just on the end of a, a nine-goal thriller like that, and it was a bit chaotic. Um, they've not conceded goals like that in the league this season, so I suppose we'll see in the coming weeks. I think they've got Kingsway next week. We'll see whether this game is an outlier or whether it's something to be a little bit more concerned about, given they did have a pretty strong side out on the day as well. I think Josh had a, a, a crazy point about the amount of goals that they had conceded throughout the season and then the goals that they conceded in this game. Was, what was that? Well, they, they conceded six... Uh, no, they've conceded four goals in, in four six games. games this season in the league uh, and they've now conceded, conceded five, five in one. So they actually conceded more in one game in the cup than they have the whole of the league campaign so far, which is... a bit of a crazy stat just tells you how much of an outlier that game was I mean I, I wasn't there uh, but uh, in terms of the squad selection no they did have a couple of the younger players that moved in Ethan Banks obviously must have been a good selection if he, he scored a goal like that they did switch the goalkeeper over do you think that there was uh, was any complacency at all with the squad selection from Perth going up against a team in a lower division no not really because they had back four of Collins Achilles Sorry, uh, Frederico Arkeli. They had Jordan DeLeo playing in, in, in the back four as well. Um, I think they had their, their starting back four. They did have a couple injuries. Tellers came off the Te bench. Yeah, Tellers came off the bench so, as well. So Tellers, Radinich um, were on the bench and uh, DeWitt and Mbar, Mbar weren't were, playing. Were, weren't playing as well, but 
I mean, they're, they're, they're players coming off of injuries, so... They were still but, strong, though. Yeah, it's still it's still a very, very strong. And if and if you're saying, look, yep, Sam Cook is on the bench, but Hassani Sinclair starts, and Hassani Sinclair scores a cracking header to, to give them the lead, he's unlucky in a couple of moments later on where... Well, well, that, well Paul Zimmerino put a shot wide of the post in, in stoppage time, and that could have made it 5-5 in a game which... And I'm not exaggerating here, Kalichi, could have finished 8-8. It, yeah. was, it was crazily open. There were so many chances. And, yeah, it was just a real joy to be down there. We, we, we've gotten really lucky. We've seen 16 goals in, in 180 minutes of football. Not it's a pretty lie. good strike rate. Not going to lie. At the start of the day, we were talking about which. Well, sorry, yesterday we were talking about which games to go in, and I said, "Look, I want to, I want to go see Western Knights at Banja and make sure I get myself some of that footy scram down there when we go down to ethnic clubs as well." But Toby convinced me to say, "Look, probably upset here. We might get with the with Frio and Perth." And we got goals, mate. So uh, I think I think I think either we always watch every single Frio game we can because of the night series result, because of the Mandra result as well when they played away at Mandra. Night series result, of course, was a three-three cracker that then went to penalties. They then lose three-two uh, to Mandra in a thriller, um, and in this one as well. So maybe it's just that. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the other reason we went to Fremantle as well today, and the reason we came up here, is because of the competition. It's the Australia Cup, and the essence of this competition is lower lower league or lower ranked opposition hosting MPL sides. And we saw that on the pitch, at the end of the day, it's eleven players versus eleven players, and anything can happen on any given day. And that's why we love the game. But just just to go down to Frio today, and then to come up here to Kingsley West Side, um, two great after two great games. Uh, both clubs hosted the, the occasion really well, and um, yeah, it sort of it does warm the cockles a little bit when you when you do come to these sort of not suburban grounds as such, but. Well, I suppose Chichester Park is a suburban ground, isn't it? But what they do have is they do have a nice facility here and they've put on a great evening and the football was pretty darn good too. Yeah, and something that's really promising about the results today as well, you know, aside from I think the North Beach got uh, thrashed by Sterling, South Perth got hammered by Mum, but aside from those two results, I mean, they're outliers. You know, we didn't have a state league team. Like we had Kingsley last year losing 10-1 to an MPL team in Bayswater. All the games between state league and MPL opposition were with, with somewhat competitive and, and uh, you even had uh, Bustleton City come up from you know regionally and you never know how strong the regional teams are. I've played regionally sometimes you get an influx of backpackers and they're incredible players and sometimes you just have sometimes yeah we had the rock, the French rock crushers in Kalgoorlie that would uh, that would turn up every now and then but 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 you know sometimes you just have good local players who like to play down in the local community and, and they got close to a result against Gosnell so yeah well I spoke to Nick Carter about that during the week actually who's who's now coaching Bustleson City and friend of the podcast but he's um he he's he was basically saying that they have had a little bit of a change. They went through the season undefeated last year in the Southwest Soccer Association, and a few of the older players moved on. So they have had to integrate a lot of younger players this year. Um, but obviously, like you say, they they came up and played Joondalup City last year at this stage of the competition. They were um, they were two 0 up and then lost three two. And obviously today they've given a really good game against Gosnells as well. So yeah, Gosnells into the hat for the next round. Did we want to just touch on the other results quickly? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Before we get re re on for well, sorry. That's exactly what I was going to say before we get our special guest on in the second half. Um, what were the final scores that we can talk about for so, this game? So confirm final results. The game that you wanted to go to, Kalichi, finished Western Knights 1, Mandra City 2. They're in the hat for the next round. Swan United got through against Caramar Shamrock Rovers, all Division 1 tie. Big win for Murdoch University, Melbourne, who've started well. They played South Perth United. Um, we'll come on to the MPL ties shortly. We'll just get some comment from yourself and Josh maybe on them. But elsewhere... Um, 
there was a 3-1 win for Sorrento over Ashfield, I understand. Um, Curtin University are also in the hat for the next round, a 3-1 win over Balga. Holders Coburn, a 2-0 win at Rockingham City, and then obviously 4-3 here to Perth Red Star over Kingsley Westside. And... Um, and also the earlier game, Fremantle City 5, Perth Soccer Club 4. But just wanted to mention a couple of results to Josh, just to get some comment on him potentially. We saw Gwalop Croatia 4, Armadale 2. So that's an interesting result, the replay of the 2018 Cup Final. To oh, see so Armadale, Armadale out. Yeah, Armadale go out after extra time to Gwalop. Wow, and they've, they've had a really topsy-turvy start to the season. They look so positive making the semi-final of the night series, but they've clearly got some issues to fix up at the back because there's a few games in in a row now where they've conceded a bundle of goals. I mean, we were looking at their goals for and goals against uh, in the podcast during the week, and it, it, it's pretty... You just don't know what Armadale you're getting. You know, positive for Gwellop. I think that's probably the best news they've had since they got relegated last year. And... Uh, uh, we also saw, I think, the, the game last night as well, uh, which we didn't touch on, was uh, Floriot 3, Jags 1, where it sounded yeah. like Jags, uh, amateur prem side, gave a really good account of themselves, were unlucky not to take it to 2-2 in the second half with a, a penalty that they had saved as well. Bailey Brown, Montgomery free kick. You can go and check that on Florida Athena socials. That was a nice strike. Uh, Kingsway as well with a win, Kalichi. Um, that's a confidence-boosting one for them, given the way they've started the season. Obviously, they're at the bottom at the moment. They were three points off. 11th place, uh, place, but they can take some belief into the league with that result. No, they, look, they absolutely can. And I think I think the main thing that we notice from Kingsway, and we say it every week, is they're a high-position side. They play really good football. They like to play the right way. If they can get that first goal, then they will batter teams. But if they get caught on the counter-attack and they don't get that first goal, then it becomes a little bit more difficult for them. But ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat right now because we've just got a live react to a situation on the TV right now. Tommy, did you see what's happened? I'm not watching. I'm trying to avoid the score, Kalichi. Okay, well then in that case, ladies and gentlemen, you won't get a live reaction to what's just happened, but you will be able to know exactly what's happened as you are listening to this, as Tommy is a big fan of oh, the team. Oh, we're losing, aren't we? Off. I did not say that. Uh, but yes, we're in for a treat. We've got Riri coming on, who is now our new sponsor. Um, so yeah, check that out, and uh, we'll speak to you in a second. And we're back with part two of the full-time muscle. We've got a special guest and one of our newest sponsors. It's Rhiannon Hopkins, obviously from Kingsley Westside, but also from um, Balance and Revive Massage and from Perth Cryo. Rhiannon, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Terrific. It's a long day for us, but it's been football and goals and food, so feeling terrific. But we wanted to get you on because... You are hopefully a big fan of our podcast and what we do, um, but also would like to get to talk more about the partnership that we're now going to have with yourself and with um, the two companies I mentioned, uh, Balance and Revive and, of course, Perth Cryo. Yeah, cool. So thanks for having me on, firstly. Um, so Balance and Revive Massage is now open at a new business called Perth Cryo, Cryo sorry, in Currambine. Um, it's a, basically a recovery and wellness studio. Um, so they asked me to jump on board and offer my remedial massage services. So that's where we're at at the moment. That's awesome. So the idea is that players, people who aren't even players, individuals can come through and get the remedial massage, but also kind of have or address aches and pains from a, from a cryotherapy perspective? Yeah, so anything from um, players coming through with any niggles or lingering injuries. Um, I, I I wouldn't say specialise, but I've spent a lot of time in football, so football injuries is kind of my, my gig. 
um, uh, or just your everyday person who is needing a bit of recovery for anything that's going on in their life, basically. What, what's the uh, what's what's the wildest injury that you've had to deal with of a, of a player on the football pitch? Well, uh, it was actually a long, long time ago, and it was for a player that wasn't even on my team. Um, it was at Massey's. I was with ECU Joondalup at the time, who are now obviously Perth Red Star. Um, and one of the Sterling players got tackled, did a front flip, landed on his back and could not feel his legs from his hips down. My so, God. Yeah, that was probably the worst, but I wasn't even one of my players. So. That's pretty nervy. <laughs> of course, your, your, your claim to fame is being one of the very few... <laughs> 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 Very few physios at WA to have received a booking while on the pitch. Can you can you talk to us more? We've also just got a heart message from the individual who gave you that booking as well. I, I actually think I'm the only <laughs> physio in the state to ever be sent. Um, thanks to Nico Hoyle. Cheers for that. Um, and Billy Quincroft. Um, tarnishing my name, you know. No, yeah, I did. I did get a booking a long time ago. Um few choice words was given from Billy Quincroft and a few choice words came back from me and I got dobbed in by the lino and got my ticket to go into the changing rooms. You're the physio now at Kingsley Westside, a club close to my heart. I played here a long time ago. Yeah. What's it t- turning away from your, your, your severe indiscretions to the club in general? Uh, what, what's it been like being with the club as it's moved up into the state league and, and looks like it's on track potentially to go up even higher? 4 3 loss against an MPL team today. You know, you could be doing this in the MPL again in a couple of years here. Yeah, I, I'm super proud of the boys tonight. Yes, it was a 4 3 loss. Um, but look, they put three past the goalkeeper that was playing in the A League in January. So I'm really, really proud of the boys. Um, my journey actually started with Kingsley back as a 15 year old. Um, I played women's for the club um, back in 2004, 2005. Um, then I played here, then I went off and uh, did my sports trainer qualifications, did a little bit of waffle footy, went around, and then I was um, had the opportunity to come back and work with Dimmer and Mons back in 2018 when they were amateur prem. And, uh, yeah, it's Kingsley's home. Um, I think a lot of people who have been here will say that even when they leave. Um, they're a good bunch of lads, good people on the committee, and yeah, it's I won't go anywhere else now. It's a bit of a cliche when you sort of hear about club culture and everything, but it seems like Kingsley have really nailed that. What, what's the what's the biggest difference, I suppose, in terms of that that gap that you had away from the club when you did come back? What was the what was the big thing that you noticed, and was that a sort of key reason why? They've sort of they're on this trajectory that they are now, having come up through the amateurs. Yeah, exactly that culture, exactly that culture. Um, I, I won't name names, but there's been instances at other clubs, and they have that really boy mentality, and a female going into that environment was quite difficult. And some people get it, and some people don't. Um, and Kingsley get it. I'm not a female. Um, I'm just another person at the club and they take my opinion, they take my advice and I'm valued here. So that was literally what brought me back. I've known Dimmer and Mont since I was a kid. My dad coached and played around when they were kids. Um, and so as soon as I got the opportunity to come back and work with them, it was a no-brainer for me. And then, um, yeah, if they leave, I'll leave. I'll probably retire. Uh, this is my 18th year doing this. So, um, yeah, so... Yeah, that's it's. Yeah, I say every year this is gonna be my last year, and then I'm back here on the sidelines. But I know no different. I've been doing this since I was baby. It's like an amateur footballer. That's 
terrific. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dad had me on the side of the pitch from three years old, so it's all I know is to be on the side of a pitch, so... When, when I used to play here eight, nine years ago, and, and not to uh, be too damning of the city of uh, city of Wanneroo, whatever it, it is, Jean Lup yep. at, at the time, but this was basically a, a little hut, uh, yep. an outpost near Woodville. Uh, the Chichester Park redevelopment's just finished this year. It looks incredible. The hospitality is fantastic. You've got your own physio room Yay. down there. <laughs> what, what's it been like uh, seeing this come to fruition, given your involvement over the last couple of years? Oh, look, this... Everything you see here tonight is a sign of all the hard work of our volunteers over the years. Um, I'm sure you've heard Brady talk about it on many different things. Like this was a 10-year plan for them. Um, they've worked their absolute asses off to get this. Um, I've been shoved in the tiniest little changing room with stinky men and a 30-year-old smelling urinal. So me having my own physio room and medical room to be able to do an even better job for the boys is just amazing. And then, and look, we just hosted an MPL club and didn't fall on our faces. So, And I'm interested to hear a little bit about, um, I, I listened to an interview that Chris was doing with Sport FM during the week and, and he was talking a little bit about the female program that you've got going at the club. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that's progressing? And is, is there that sort of ambition to maybe push into the State League and the Women's Premier League in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, our, we've definitely concentrated on growing the female game. Um, we literally went, we lost our women's teams quite a while ago. Um, and then probably two or three years ago, we were like, right, look, we need to push for girls football again. And we literally have gone from no teams to like 10. So we've wow. got 8s, 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s, women's. Um, I'm lucky enough my daughter's playing in the 14s at the moment. So I'm lucky to get to go and experience that and see that next generation of girls coming through. Um, and yeah, the, the, if they keep going the way they're going, um, I, I would say that State League would probably be on the horizon eventually for them. Um, but yeah, so we're trying to turn McNaughton into a bit of a female hub at the moment and give the girls a home and a place. Um, and yeah, so you can tell by going from no teams um, to three teams to then 10 teams, we're doing something right. So yeah. you, you've talked about retirement as a physio. Is there any chance that you come out of retirement as a player, join your daughter on the pitch when she grows up? No. <laughs> Simple answer, no. I did once. A couple of years ago, I decided to play Metros at Wanneroo after not playing for eight years. Rolled my ankle in the first five minutes. Had to play 90 because there was no subs. And um, I've never played a, a game ever since. I love how tough women are because that is not a thing that a dude would do. It's just like, I've rolled my ankle. I'm no, done. Like, play with 10. Play with 10. I, I, I also got put in centre mid against a woman who played for Rangers women's team in um, Scotland. And I'm a centre back or a right Right back and right yeah, back love. I got eaten alive. Let's just say that eaten alive. <laughs> well, look, let's let's go right back to the physiotherapy and through to the Perth Cryo. Um, we wanted to get involved with you, obviously, because of just the joy, the energy, the fact that you care about the the, the, the game, not just from a male perspective, but also from a female perspective. And the idea of being able to partner with yourself and the company, it's, it's going to be so cool for us that we're going to be able to offer vouchers and offer discounts to our listeners, but also to players, um, people who get man of the match or woman of the match will be able to get a bit of a voucher to come down and hopefully help develop that business as well. So I'm really, really stoked for that. Yeah, I'm really stoked to um, be involved. Obviously, yeah, I'm here at Kingsley Westside, but my overall goal is um, 
to better football in general across the board. And I, I'm sure you see posts go up or thanks to Rhiannon to helping us. I, I, I'm not just there for my team. I'm there for everybody. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my ultimate goal and that's what led me into the career that I'm into. And so, yeah, if I can help anybody from anywhere, um, I'm really keen to do that. Aside from the uh, final words of just being nice to physios in general and, and obviously men and women coming into the football game, any last words from yourself? Um, I, Get well soon, Brownie. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now playing nurse at home, live in physio. It's good fun. A week in, I'm over it. Um, but no, um, get well to my darling partner, Brownie, who has suffered a serious knee injury. Um, but I just want to say to you guys as well, like, good job. You guys are doing an amazing job on the promotion. Um, I've told you before and I'll, I'll tell you every night. I told Kalichi last week, you stuffed me up on my long drive down to Fremantle. <laughs> there was no podcast and I couldn't listen to anything from Alchemos to Frio. Um, but no, well done. Keep, go- keep doing what you guys are doing. And yeah, I'm, ke- I'm so excited to be on board. Riri, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. You take care and get home safe. Thanks for having me on. Thanks once again to Rhiannon Hopkins and to the good people at uh, Kingsley Westside for hosting us. It's been great. Did you enjoy the food, boys? Absolutely. You had the burger, didn't you? Yeah, terrific. Big fan. Yeah, we didn't have enough. There was none. There was none left for us. But uh, had a decent, had a decent bacon and egg roll. Um, but yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have for the full time whistle. We will be releasing a flagship podcast, which you'll be able to listen to on Anzac Day. That'll be out nice and early for you, um, so you can catch us there. Any last words, Josh? No, just happy to be back at one of my old stomping grounds and watch a great game of football. Any last words, Tommy? Uh, Perth AFC versus Inglewood tomorrow. That's the only remaining tie of this round. And obviously, there's all the women's state cup action as well. And some decent Sunday games as well. So if you get a chance, go out there and watch some Sunday leagues. And hopefully, uh, Who are you playing tomorrow, Cleachy? We have got Emerald away, and I'll try to get better distribution than Dale. They, they were the giant killers last year against Balcata. Will they be the uh, Cleachy killers this year, perhaps? I don't think I don't I don't think uh, Kalichi was able to beat them last year, so uh, <laughs> this this is going to be a big tie for them. Em- Emerald are a match game. Where, where is it? Is it at the uh, is that the tiny pitch at Emerald or is it the tiny pitch at North Perth? Is it the tiny pitch at Emerald? Uh, it's, it's really either or. Let's <laughs> take your pick there. But yeah, uh, that'll be it from me. Remember, be careful, be kind to each other while we still can. Take care and uh, see you all soon. See ya. See you later. Toodle-oo.